Hello, this is Revel, and you are listening to Rockin' Radio. My guest today is Mike Anderson. Mike is a producer of the DVDs Eating, and he's got a new one out as of this uh, this uh, uh, broadcast, Healing Cancer from Inside Out. This is part two of a two-part uh, what do I want to call it? Podcast. Anyway, we got uh, part one up last week, and we decided we to do. Uh, there's so much stuff we need to talk about, and so we wanted to do something on how to prevent and or cure or heal cancer and anything else that ails you. My my feeling is, if you can heal cancer with a plant based diet, then you can pretty much take care of anything. Welcome again, Mike. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. So do you feel the same way about this as I do, that if you eat a plant-based diet, pretty much anything can be healed? Yes, pretty much. Um, you know, we, <clears throat> we talk about it. It's primarily what, what's referred to as internal medicine as opposed to what I call external medicine. I mean, if you break your arm, you know, you obviously need assistance. Sure. Uh, but nonetheless, the body heals mm-hmm. the bone. The bone comes together. It's because of the body. And uh, the better the diet, the better the heal. That's also the case with, uh, for example, skin cancer, where we talked about that a little bit in the film with T. Colin Campbell. And uh, we do get uh, damage from the sun, but um, the repair job is really, uh, you know, cells get damaged from the sun, but, but the repair job is dependent upon your diet. The better your diet, the better the repair job. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's true of just about any... any uh, any disease we have that, uh, you know, is, is internal, heart disease, diabetes, whatever, you know, you're going to reverse it. It's a, it's a basic imbalance in the body that throws us off, and that imbalance is caused primarily by diet and lifestyle. Yeah, and now let's just take this one step further. We're talking about plant-based diet, but I know you and I have experienced being raw, and I've talked to quite a few people, and we're talking about sun and skin cancer. And many people have found that on a raw diet, fruits, vegetables, seeds, nuts, greens, we're not talking animal products here, that they have not had to use, um, they don't burn. Ah, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, quite no. a few people have said that. They, they right. said you know, that they don't burn anymore. Ah, that's very interesting. I hadn't heard that. There, You know, there are a lot of... This is the what I call in the film the 800-pound gorilla no one recognizes that's sitting in the kitchen. Uh, we, we completely ignore diet and blame the sun. You know, they have done studies even to the point where on aircraft carriers, those on deck, you know, servicing the, the planes that are out in the sun all the time have low, uh, lower rates of melanoma than those working under the aircraft carrier that is indoors all the time. And so um, we ignore the role of diet with, when it comes to skin cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that is the major determining factor. A lot of people will be burned. You know, when you get burned, at least Caucasians, you know, you, you, you get red. What, what's that red? That's blood rushing up to your skin to repair the damage the, the, the sun has done. Oh. And um, I didn't know that. Yeah, so... You know, the repair process goes on all the time. I mean, we are a self-healing organism, but the the healing is uh, really dependent on diet. Now, I hadn't heard about uh, uh, raw people uh, not burning. That's a very interesting topic. Yeah, and also um, 
people blame the sun and they blame the ozone layer and everything, but um, the late Dr. Christopher, I heard this story many, many years ago when he was, I guess, first in practice. It was quite some time before all this ozone stuff came about. And he had a sheep herder come to him, and he had skin cancer below the waist. Not above the waist, where he took his shirt off. And so Dr. Christopher suggested he, you know, he's out there with the sheep. There's nobody else around. He says, why don't you take your pants off and, you know, get some sun exposure. Uh, And the sun is healing. It always has been. Yeah. And like, you know, people say too much of anything. But, yeah, you know, you got to be conscious of it, not to burn. And especially if you're not raw. But even if you are, because, I mean, this this is all, you know, what people are saying. I've not experienced that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, you'll see them, they'll come out with umbrellas in the sun, and they're pale as can be, and, and stuff, and they're, they're just, uh, American Cancer Society and other people have just done a job on us about sunshine, and uh, sunshine's very, very healing. It's it's one of the most healing elements, uh, you know, we live amongst. Thank and, you. And you look at people who lived, you know, before 1900, skin cancer was rare, and they were out in the sun a hell of a lot more than we were. Mm-hmm. And they were, the, they were the farmers, you know, 80% of the American population lived on a farm. Yeah. And uh, skin cancer was just, you know, uh, virtually unknown or very, very rare. And, uh, you know, no one correlates that uh, with our change in diet. And you, you see people on plant-based diets and stuff, and, and they may not burn, and they get virtually uh, no skin cancers. Or other cancers. So, Mike, is cancer inevitable because we are living longer, or are we? No, I mean, that that's the common perception, too. And I have a little uh, spiel in the film about that, only because it is such a common perception. Um, and I use the example of Okinawans, who is, they are one of the uh, longest living populations on the face of the earth, yet the, you look at their cancer rates and they're minimal I mean, they're, they're just a small fraction of what we have. And so age doesn't have anything to do with uh, getting cancer. It's our lousy diets and lifestyle that does. And over time, that does a job just like heart disease. It may take decades for heart disease to develop. We know the causes of that. And uh, it, it's a very slow-growing disease, just like cancer is. And it, it will take sometimes decades, and, and that's why we tend to get these old uh, when we're older. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. I mean, now, of course, you know, you, you cannot um, exclude our carcinogenic environment. That's, I mean, I, I, I read in a forum the other day, it had nothing to do with cancer, but the guy just happened to mention his 28-year-old son died of brain cancer. Mm. And... Uh, that could very well be of, of carcinogens. I mean, you environmental causes, they tend to be in groups, you know, where there are high levels of carcinogens. Yeah. But nonetheless, you, you look at other populations eating plant-based diets, and they have very low levels of, of cancer, despite the fact they're living, you know, in a polluted environment like everyone else. And so... Um, yeah, you know, the, the environmental carcinogens do cause cancer. There's no question about that. But you can trump that card, so to speak, uh, by uh, eating well. What, what about children? Like, uh, I have an acquaintance whose two-year-old had uh, cancer. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And you see, you see a lot of this with uh, people are supporting like um, City of Hope and various other hospitals, children's hospitals, and their whole focus on, <laughs> there, there's the answer, right? their whole focus is on cancer. It's not on healing or right. health. Uh, but how, how could, is there a way to explain how children or why children get cancer? Um, I, I would just say it, ha- it, it to me it would have to be the environment, either the physical environment or the fetal environment, uh, the toxins from the mother, for example. Um, they would get it um, that way. That's that's the only thing I can come up with is so they they probably also haven't had a chance to build their immune system yeah. and the drugs the doctors are giving them to supposedly fight off all these quote unquote childhood diseases right and also the lack of breastfeeding now I mean that breastfeeding just confers a, a huge huge uh, amount of uh, immune uh, functions to the baby and uh, if you don't breastfeed uh, you're doing your baby a, a big disservice. Yeah, especially well, if you're giving them soy formula and stuff. Right, right, and that's just not going to do any good. No. And uh, unfortunately, um, you know, the baby may have cancer, but the treatment they give the baby is, is as horrific as the cancer itself. Oh, man, yeah. They're having and, the same thing they do to adults as they're giving the children. Right, and, 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 and just like adults, it may provide some temporary relief. They may get the tumor or whatever, but it's going to come back inevitably. Mm-hmm. Unless they make some big changes in their diet and lifestyle. Now, Mike, in your film, you say that we already have cancer in our bodies. Is there any way to actually eliminate all cancer from our body? No, because we get cancer every single day of our lives. How do we get it? Well, uh, from from the environment, from the food we eat, from reactions, uh, all all kinds of sources. So emotions is, are are involved as well. Emotions? Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. But but in terms of environmental toxins, you know, they come in. They'll they'll a cancer cell will develop, and and it's just up to our immune system. If you have a strong immune system, it'll kill those cancer cells, <clears throat> and uh, and get rid of them on a daily basis. I mean, we reverse cancer every single day of our lives. We may have one cancer cell. It, it, estimates have varied from one cancer cell a day to ten thousand for some people. Wow. And uh, we reverse those. You know, that's just the function of our immune system. It's just like, uh, you know, a foreign invader, they, they recognize it and uh, uh, they, they, can, uh, they can destroy it. That's, uh, well, I don't know if you want to get into the, the pancreatic enzyme, enzyme stuff, but... Uh, yeah, let's get into that in the next uh, segment. Okay. But it's interesting how hard our little immune systems work and how much we do to try to stop that, isn't it, with our mm-hmm. with our diet, with our lifestyle, with right. our relationships, with everything we do, where we live. I mean, there's so much involved, isn't there? Right. And half of it is just bringing in the stuff, the bad stuff in your body uh, that preoccupies the immune system. And... Like uh, the colon, uh, it has this, uh, after years, this rubbery kind of mucus, hard mucus coating on it. And uh, a good portion of the immune system is fighting that, that self-poisoning, for example. And that takes resources away from fighting other things. And when you, uh, you know, drink a Diet Coke or something, mm-hmm. 
that impairs your immune system. All kinds of things impair the immune system and lower its function. And the lower the functioning of the immune system, the more susceptible you are to diseases such as cancer. Right, and we'll be back in a moment. This segment of Rock and Radio is sponsored by MyPodcastExpert.com, where they offer free teleclasses and paid webinars, so you can learn how to do what I do for minimal cost. You'll learn the layperson's way of doing it with no background needed. If you want to get your name out there as an expert in your field, create and sell product, meet great people, and just have fun, please check out MyPodcastExpert.com and tell them you heard about them from Revel on Rockin' Radio. Hi, this is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. My guest today, Mike Anderson, producer of two DVDs, Eating, E-A-T-I-N-G, and Healing Cancer from Inside Out, which is our focus in this program. You can reach Mike through Rave Diet, R-A-B as in victory, E, one word, ravediet.com. He's got uh, all his DVDs are available for sale there. And I think uh, Mike is available to come out and speak to your club or organization to help promote this knowledge. This is this is knowledge that I think so many people need. Everybody knows somebody who's had cancer, who's died of cancer, etc., etc. And, and I think this really needs to get out. Thank you for being with us again, Mike. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And, and by the way, the speaking thing and everything, I, I am not an MD. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I'm a researcher. But uh, I have to tell people that uh, I've had hundreds of doctors supporting me and rooting me and, 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 and cheering me on. So it's, it's not like I'm out in the woods or something uh, with no qualifications talking no. about this wild stuff. Uh, there are tons of doctors there who, are, who are, were saying the same thing, and I'm just mimicking them, essentially. Yeah, and a lot of them are afraid to speak out and say this, and we'll talk, we talked about in that in our first uh, in our first episode because they will be put in jail for not doing the uh, and lose their license That's for right. advocating anything other than chemo, radiation, and mutilation, otherwise known as surgery. Right, and you know, in in eating, I interviewed Doctor. Uh, Caldwell Esselstyn from the Cleveland Clinic, and he opened up quite a bit only because he was retired at that point. And, mm-hmm. and one one moment off camera, he 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 talked to Dr. Crow, and he says, "Isn't it nice being retired?" In other words, he can say what he wanted to say. Yeah. And so there are definite restraints, uh, hospital pr- privileges, and everything else on the line when it comes to cancer. Of course, talking about alternative cures, or if you prescribed an alternative cure, you definitely go to jail, ten thousand dollar fine, and lose your license. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we talk about pancreatic enzymes, who have you interviewed for this uh, this particular um, film, Healing Cancer from Inside Out? Well, I, uh, a whole whole bunch of people, everyone from uh, the Macrobiotic uh, Cushy Institute to uh, uh, Raw Foods, uh, T. Colin Campbell, the, the China Study, Brian Clement, he's from Hippocrates Health Institute, Brenda Cobb, <coughs> excuse me, Brenda Cobb, the Living Foods Institute, that's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. <coughs> Maria Ellis, of course, Cushy Institute, Char- Charlotte Gerson from uh, oh, the Gerson Institute. Oh, she was a hoot. And... <laughs> 
What's that? She was a hoot. I love oh, yeah. watching well, she's her. 85 years old and still going strong. Uh-huh. Uh, Thomas Lodi, he's, he's an oncologist out of, uh, out of uh, Mesa, just outside of uh, Phoenix. Uh, I want to interview him. Healing. What's oh, that? I want to interview him. Yes, he's very, very good. Excellent. And, of course, John McDougall. Yeah. Uh, from the McDougall's Health and Medical Center, and, and as well as a number of cancer uh, victims, or survivors, I should say, who, uh, who healed uh, their cancers uh, naturally including one lady, I mean, very severe cancer, stage four malignant melanoma, three months to live. And uh, most of these, well, all of the ones I had, I interviewed in the film were declared terminal. And wow. nothing more they could do. And they more or less stumbled across diet and uh, reversed their cancers. So what about pancreatic enzymes? We started to get into that. Uh, yeah. Well, um, John Beard discovered this in the late 1800s. He was a scientist, and uh, well, you know what happens are if we eat a high meat diet, for example, the protein is very, very difficult to digest. Any animal protein is difficult to digest. It takes two en- enzymes from the, the pancreas to digest animal protein, right? Mm-hmm. And so that takes a lot of enzymes. The pancreas can only generate so many enzymes. Uh, That's in a lifetime, right? Pardon? That's in a lifetime. A lifetime or a day or a week or whatever time frame. If you're eating a high-protein diet, uh, it's going to take a lot of pancreatic enzymes, a high-animal protein diet, to digest that. Now, what happens is cancer cells have a protein coating around them, and the same pancreatic enzymes it takes to digest animal protein, it also takes those enzymes to dissolve the protein coating around cancer cells. The protein coating around cancer cells makes them invisible to the immune system. So you need those enzymes to dissolve the protein coating around the cancer cells in order to make them visible to the immune system so they can be killed. Now, if you are eating a high animal protein diet, you're not going to have any enzymes left in the pancreas to dissolve that protein coating. And so those cancer cells are going to remain invisible and they're going to set up shop somewhere in your body. And so what happens is that they have these, uh, a couple of things can happen. One is they have successful pancreatic enzyme supplementation therapies that are very expensive, and they supplement your diet with extra pancreatic enzymes because you're using them all up uh, with your lousy diet. Um, The better solution in the long term and, and far less expensive is to simply change your diet. Stop eating the animal protein, and you will have a wealth of pancreatic enzymes left in your pancreas to dissolve the protein coating around the cancer cells so the immune system can go and do their job and destroy them. And this has been a big problem, especially with our you know, high-protein uh, diets that we have today and um, I think a big cause of cancer. Mm-hmm. And as Richard Schultz says, stop doing what you're doing to cause the problem. Yeah, exactly, right. And uh, Lodi says that, too, uh, in the film. He says, you know, if I see a, a cancer patient eight months ago and he, he or she comes back now and the cancer is still there, it's because they're still making it. You know, ah. they haven't made the changes. Yeah. And uh, the cancer will go away. It'll heal. Uh, in, in most of them, or the, the vast majority of cancers, they're very slow-growing, 
and you got time. You know, depending on the stage, of course, but uh, if you, uh, in, in most cases, you got time to, to reverse it. Now, Mike, what's the difference between curing cancer and going into remission? Is there a difference? No, not my. Well, depending on your definition, of course, but. Uh, you know, I, I, I break the film into two parts. Part one is curing cancer. It's about conventional treatments. Part two is healing cancer. One is essentially short-term. The other is long-term. The healing is the long-term. The curing cancer, what we American Cancer Society and others call, uh, you know, a search for a cure, is, uh, of course, they think it's long-term, but uh, it's really short-term unless you make some big changes in your diet and lifestyle. You can get a tumor. I mean, we're all, they have a tumor fetish. They're all focused on the tumor. If the tumor shrinks or you excise it out, you get rid of it, and they cannot detect any cancer anymore, you're cured. Or if you live for five years, you're cured. That's another thing. Um, But that's just silly because uh, all it means is they got the tumor and the cancer is too small for them to detect. It doesn't mean that it's gone. And uh, no combination of chemo will ever get all cancer cells. They will just go, uh, what they call remission, they'll just go you know, into the bones, the brain, the liver, wherever. They'll hide out, and they're just too small. But they will come back. And I make the analogy, and I think it's a good one, with a pesticide, chemo being the pesticide. And in the field, no combination of pesticides will get all insects. There will be those which will survive the pesticide. Um, They have immunity against it, and they'll come back with a vengeance. This pesticide will not affect them. And similarly, with cancer cells, you are not going to get all of them. There will be some that will be immune. In fact, some turn this chemical poison into food and actually feed off of it. And uh, the cells will come back. It may take them a year or two, or maybe longer, but they'll come back. And that's the big problem with our approach in curing cancer. We'll get some temporary relief. Uh, The cancer's cured. You're in remission or whatever. In over 90% of the cases, it'll come back. And that's not a long-term cure. And that's because they have not addressed the problem, the underlying root cause, what caused the tumor in in the first place. They haven't addressed that. They just go in, they, they take the tumor out, they spray the body with pesticide and say, okay, you're cured. Well, you're not. And, or, and like I say, in over 90% of the cases, the cancer is going to come back. And what diet addresses is the root cause of it because only the immune system is capable of getting all those little clusters of cancer cells in your body and cleaning them up. Chemo won't do that. It's not a smart uh, well, it's quite dumb, in fact, but it's not as smart as the immune system. That's quite dumb, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really dumb. It's like bombing the body. I mean, you uh, you know, you, you, you made the analogy or uh, they gave the example of the last show of fighting fire with fire, you know, and that's just the wrong analogy. Uh, we're coming in and bombing the body. It's a very delicate organism. We're, we're just destroying the immune system when we do that, and that's the only hope of any recovery is your immune system, and that's the very thing that's being destroyed with chemotherapy. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. But you know what? It sounds like cancer cells are like cockroaches. Yes. 
they are. <laughs> they will survive. They'll, they'll survive I don't care. A nuclear war, right? Yeah. <laughs> they will survive. They they just they just readjust and readapt, and they just go on. Yeah. Yeah, they're very smart, very clever, uh, but so too is the immune system. Uh, if you can expose these cancer cells to the immune system, if your immune system is strong, you know, and has a lot of soldiers, then you can kill it. And that's one thing about food. I mean, we talk about the immune system. You, you think of it as soldiers, you know. If you've got a weak army, it's, gonna, it's, it's not going to win the battle. Um, but... Food actually strengthens the army. It grows in numbers and becomes more robust. If you don't have your, you know, if it's not preoccupied fighting other things, it, it can really grow to a strong army and defeat those cancer cells. But if you're eating a lousy diet, uh, you're, you know, you've got a lot of toxins coming into your body, um, the, the army is going to be weak. Absolutely, and we'll be back in a moment, and when we come back, we'll talk about how you can support your immune system through diet and lifestyle. This is Revel. We're back with Rockin' Radio. My guest today, Mike Anderson, producer of the DVDs, Eating and... Healing Cancer from the Inside Out. I would suggest you get both DVDs. Go for it because they support each other. And I know Mike, Mike told me that he's going to change the eating one, but I think it's very powerful. And plus, he's got to sell the ones he's got now. I think, I think that it's a very powerful, powerful DVD. I've watched it a few times. And um, he does warn you about a certain section where it's, it's a bit um, tough to look at with the animals, but he warns you about it, so you just... Bypass that and go for the rest. Uh, RaveDiet.com is where you can get these. And, Mike, thank you for being here again. Oh, thank you. Now, when we're talking about drugs and how um, how the, the cockroaches, whether it's cancer cells or any other uh, dis-ease in the body... And people hit it with drugs. And I don't care whether it's called a cold or it's called the flu. or It's amazing to me that people run to doctors for those kind of things instead of changing what they're doing immediately. Yeah. Well, you know, part of it is uh, just human stupidity uh, and propaganda and brainwashing by the medical profession. Uh, if you, for example, take... Uh, this has been a common example... Um, a doctor with a patient, and uh, the doctor is very honest with the patient, and they give him a choice. You can either take this pill or you can change your life, you know, your lifestyle, your diet and lifestyle. Oh, give me the pill. It's easier. Eight it's faster. Eight out of ten will take the pill. I want the pill, yes. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. I don't want to make changes. Right, exactly. Now, part of that is the doctor's fault because <clears throat> in eight out of ten cases, he will not make a persuasive case for the diet and lifestyle changes, how really simple they are mm -hmm. and how they will enhance your being over time. Mm -hmm. And they will not talk about the side effects of the drug, you know, or they will minimize them. So, so part of it is, uh, you know, the doctor's uh, pitch. Uh, there, there was this famous case, you know, in the late 1800s in Europe where this doctor was using the, the typical bloodletting and, and drugging uh, procedures that were common of, of, at that day. Mm -hmm. And he saw that they weren't working. And so what he did was he developed diet as a, uh, 
he wanted to prescribe diet to his patients. Well, that wasn't working out too well because people wouldn't stick to it. So what he came up with was he gave them a sugar pill, and he told them that this pill would not work unless they followed the diet strictly. And so all of his patients took the pill, and they followed the diet to the letter because they did not think the sugar pill or the, the pill would work if, unless they did, and they all got healed. <laughs> and he was the greatest healer in Europe of the time, and it was all because of the stupid... Everyone talked about the sugar pill, but no one talked about the diet. That was an afterthought. That's you know, and funny. that's just how... You know, part of it's human stupidity, and part of it's the doctor. And, of course, they're making money. Some of them get kickbacks from the drug companies by selling drugs and on and on and on, as well as pleasure trips and whatever. Uh well, speaking of Bye. drugs, we we talked about how things will come back as a as you know with a vengeance, and I have a theory here about consumption, which many people my age would probably know about, and it was some disease that would attack the immune system. Right from what I read about it, that's what happened is that it would attacking the immune system and it would consume the body, and people of course took drugs for that. And coming back with a vengeance is my theory, of course, I haven't totally checked this out, is it came back as AIDS, mm. which is, you know, autoimmune deficiency. And so I could be wrong, but this is something I, um, I kind of just did a little superficial looking at. But polio has come back. Um, tuberculosis has come back. Yeah. 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 And you, you look at, uh, say, the smallpox vaccine. Um, you, you have to wonder about that. You know, how many people would die of smallpox versus how many people die of the vaccine? Mm-hmm. And also the fact that, you know, uh, if you fight smallpox with your immune system, your immune system learns, it's trained, you're better off, you're well, you're, you're, your body is better off because of it. But we don't want to fight any of these things. We'd rather just take a shot. But that's really damaging our bodies in the long term because we're not fighting the disease. And that's one of the arguments, you know, against vaccines. And this whole trade-off, you know, I, I, would, I would bet money, and I haven't checked it out, that as many people die of the smallpox vaccine as uh, they do of smallpox. Well, when you get a shot, you're not fighting the disease. You're fighting the immune system. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and, but, but, but drug companies make a bundle off of this. Sure. And, and there's this uh, wonderful book called The Sanctity of, uh, of Human Blood by Tim O'Shea. And he shows that in all these major uh, influenzas and all these other diseases where they've introduced vaccines, well, all, vac- all, all these diseases have a natural life of their own. They, they will rise and then they'll peak and they will fall. Well, when the vaccine was introduced, they were falling. They were in their last stages, and they were going to go away anyway. And then the vaccine was introduced, and, the, and, the, and of course, the drug ma- makers took all the credit for it. In other words, it was going its natural course and declining in the first place, but there you go. Okay, so let's talk about the immune system. Uh, why would somebody choose plant foods over animal or refined foods? What, what do plant foods have that animal oh. and refined foods? Oh, just food? all kinds of micronutrients, uh, you know, the antioxidants that, that, that will fight the cancer. Uh, and that's one, one thing. You know, they've done studies comparing conventional 
and organic foods, and they have shown that, well, there really isn't any, any difference. And, well, they're comparing the macronutrients, the, the, the protein, the carbs, and the fat. When you look at the micronutrients, that's where organic foods just outshine conventional foods. And the, those are the, the, the ones that we never, never talk about. And, and these are the cancer fighters. Okay, along with the fiber. The fiber, everything. I mean, animal foods, you know, you, you're, you're, you know, there are three things that cancer cells love. High acidity, low oxygen, and high sugar levels in the blood. And uh, can, uh, animal and refined foods are going to create that kind of environment. The high acidity from the protein, for example, in animal foods. The low oxygen levels, because you're, you're, your blood vessels are clogged, you know, from the animal foods, the high, the high fat and the cholesterol in them. And, of course, the refined foods, the high sugar levels. I mean, cancer cells feed on, on sugar. They are, are sugar feeders. They, they consume 18 times more sugar than normal cells. So if you've got high blood sugar levels, you're just growing the cancer. But we're, there's also a difference between regular sugars like table sugar and white sugar processed and fruit sugar, which when you're eating the fruits, you get also get the fiber and also the micronutrients right. and everything else that's involved. Right, and the fiber will regulate the sugar consumption. That's why fiber is really very, very important. But people uh, on anti-cancer diets, the people who treat can- cancer with diet in these treatment centers, they will severely limit the fruit levels, even if it's good, wholesome fruit, uh, just to keep the blood sugar as low as possible. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's something if you're fighting cancer, and I go into it a little bit on the website uh, under dietary guidelines, I mentioned that, that you should uh, severely limit or eliminate fruits while you're fighting cancer. Yeah, I was looking in your, in your film, uh, Healing Cancer from the Inside Out. That is one heck of a list of cancers that you have at the end. Yeah, and, and I, I, I'm trying to make a point there. It goes fairly fast in the scroll, but you always have the pause button if you want to you stop it. But what I did was I went to various sites, uh, healing sites, where they have actually reversed cancers. These are reputable sites, and uh, compiled this list. And it's, it's unbelievable the number of cancers that they have reversed uh, with natural means. So, Mike, do you think... Um Dietary supplementation is necessary. We've only got a couple minutes left here. Uh, well, I, I discussed that. Um, the short answer is no, it is, it is not, uh, especially synthetic uh, supplementation. You've got to be very wary of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Natural supplementation in terms of juicing and blending and stuff like that, that's fine. There's no problem with that. It's when you get into synthetic and magic bullet stuff that I, I have a problem with it. If it is non-toxic, um, then, you know, I, I would say go for it and try it out. But uh, really, you, you're, you're trying to get your body in shape, and even synthetic supplementation throws your body off balance. And uh, like folic acid, I use that example. Uh, in pill form, um, they've shown that that raises the, the risk of, of developing certain cancers, several cancers. And the point, the take-home lesson is stay as natural as possible, even with supplementation. I mean, supplementation, if you juice, you're throwing the fiber away, you can actually get more, more nutrients into your body because it doesn't have the fiber. But, uh, you know, you use that on a, on a, on a limited basis. Uh, I kind of like whole foods myself. 
mm-hmm. and uh, blending keeps the fiber, um, or just eating whole foods as they are. Absolutely. Now, uh, quick, quick, a short answer on here. Do you think some people, and some people are going to get upset with this one, do you think there are people out there who wear the fact that they have cancer and or have survived it using chemo, radiation, and mutilation, do they wear this as a bad, badge of honor sometimes, which keeps it right? Know, keeps that attitude. Yeah, yeah, they do. And you know, like I say in the film, I have only the utmost uh, respect and uh, and ad- admiration for them because they have survived not only the the disease but the treatment. But in fact, they haven't survived it in the long term because the treatment destroys the body, and the cancer is not gone, and so. Even though they're very proud of it, and they should be because they've been through hell and back, uh, they, unless they make some big changes in their life, it's going to come back and bite them. Yeah, and, and that's and, a shame. And I'm, you know, I, I, I fear for them because uh, if, if the doctor says, oh, keep on eating your steak and whatever, and you don't have to do it, make any changes in your lifestyle, we've cured the cancer. Boy, that's a danger signal. And, and, and cancer survivors need to be aware that uh, that cancer is just lurking there and it will come back in over 90% of the cases. Yeah, and even worse than the first time. Yeah, and um, I say and that, that in over 90% of the cases, those few, say it's 8% or whatever, who have s- survived and, and it hasn't come back, I would suspect they've made some big changes in their life. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason it hasn't come back. Excellent. But those people who who are are survivors and they keep on doing what they did to get the disease, uh, then I think their 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 future is uh, in trouble. Right, and that goes for everybody who's who's quote unquote healed themselves through. Um, I'm not even saying healed. You know, have gone through mutilation, heart disease, any of those things that they have used drugs to kind of um, squish it down temporarily. It will come back. Yeah. Okay, Mike, thank you. All right. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, good luck to everyone out there. Thank you so much. Rave Diet, R-A-V as in victory, E-D-I-E-T, ravediet.com. Visit his site. Pick up these DVDs. Give them out to your friends, whatever you need to do to get them out. Thank you again, Mike. Don't go away. If you'd like to advertise on or sponsor this program, please contact me at spillyourbeans at rockinradio.com. My engineer is Bo Astrup. I'm Rebel Revity saying remember to revel in life and always play with your food. Bye for now.